You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Not yet, Cat. One day, we're going to get this beginning of the podcast music right. Kathy, the PA, is here. Hi. Hello. Can we go over this? When I say hit it, Kathy, soon we might not even have to say hit it, Kathy. This is the Maddie and Anthony podcast, and uh, we're going to do our intro. Hit it, Kathy! Uh, All right, uh, Kathy. um, When I say hit it, uh, your hand should be on the button. I mean, hit it means music. It needs the, the these people need power. You know what I mean? They need to feel motivated. If we don't have power and motivation, what do we have? Nothing. Well, Kathy, now we're on the same uh, PAGE page. Hit it, Kathy! All right. Kathy, I just need to breathe. My chi is ready. Maddie, how are you? You haven't I'm even good. Been, Maddie, Kathy, Maddie hasn't even been able to say anything because the intro's kind of. Janky. You guys are having your thing, so well, I don't want to interrupt. You know, all right. I think we could do this, Kathy. Now, when you hit it, I'm gonna let it breathe for a minute. So, so let's hit it, Kathy. Welcome to the Maddie and Anthony podcast. My name's Anthony, and I'm ready to rock. We're not a rock and roll podcast, but boy, we sound like it. On my right is Maddie. You don't even have to know about right or left, because this is a podcast, baby! <laughs> Wild boy! <laughs> we're rocking, we're rolling, and we're live on the Sunset Strip. And when I say live, I mean pre recorded We're at the Laugh Factory, Laugh Factory, Laugh Factory. We're at the Laugh Factory, Laugh Factory. That was was a really long uh, intro. Yeah, I thought she That was good. It looked like you were going to eat the microphone. Thanks, man. I was actually trying. uh, uh, Is your asthma okay? Yeah, I don't know. The folks that are uh, listening could not see me. I was uh, circling my hand in the air telling uh, Kathy to, uh, uh, you know, Kathy just Kathy just went to me, and she didn't say it, but she was like, "Is is is, is he okay? Is yeah, he well, okay?" Instead of being yeah, okay, I, I put my hand up like, "Let's cut it. This intro's long, but the music kept going, so I had to keep going." But you know what? Next time for next uh, podcast, let's just get this going better because this is something else. How are you guys? Great. How are you? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Good. Me too. Thank you, Kathy. Um, Maddie, uh, yeah, let's talk What's about some interesting things that happened that actually goes on with all three of us. We have something in common and that is acupuncture. Yes. Uh, my wife is studying to be an acupuncturist and she, uh, she has her finals this week. Ooh. So she does she actually have to put somebody on the table and poke needles in them and hopefully she, no, she, no, she does not. Not yet. No, right. she, she's getting there though. I wonder she's what an super ac- smart. Yeah, yeah. What does that entail then? Do you do, like an acupuncture final? What does just knows pressure points and whatnot? Pressure points, and I think they're called meridians. Oh boy, where your meridians run? Why? Oh boy. Well, I mean, it sounds like uh, our last guest was Jamie Kennedy, and 
Sounds like a Meridian is something from the Tremors movies, to be honest <laughs> with you. It does. You're right. No, it's not. I guess it's these channels that run through your body that are really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. Well, I'm a channel flipper, so I wonder how that works. Uh, you flip channel? Joke. Well, I, I like to... Oh, what a stupid... I'm just... I can't <laughs> that's, that's not a stupid... Are you okay? Well, I just... That Do you intro, need some water? I don't need water. I Have just some water. need to relax boy boy you think yeah yeah i actually did acupuncture yesterday and cupping which uh was really interesting i've done it before um my acupuncturist slash cupper uh puts hearts on my back and uh that's so sweet um yeah it's it's funny because it's like a brew a sweet bruise but i feel better i have a neck issue and it's making my neck feel better i think um but then well, yeah, what, what's going on with your neck? Ask my you and you and my <laughs> acupuncture could ist, could have a coffee for days on that topic. And <laughs> my right, Kathy? Who knows? Maybe I'm sleeping wrong. Maybe it's a pillow issue, but it does hurt. And Kathy, uh, Kathy has something to say. It looks like it. Yeah. Oh, I also got acupuncture done yesterday. Yeah. Um, and what did you get? Uh, I have some like pain in my arm, mm. but my acupuncturist is Korean, so can't really speak to him very well. So all he does is yell at me, more pain, more gain. Wow. <laughs> so- he yells more pain, more gain? In that like if I experience more pain during the session, I'll feel better afterwards. Oh, how does that make you feel? Kind of scary though, right? Kind of terrified, but yeah. You know. yeah. And he says that, but maybe he doesn't even know what he's, or you don't even know what does he's he saying because you don't understand each does other. Does he yell it? He does kind of yell it. It's not what? a very calming environment, honestly. <laughs> no pain, no game. He sounds like a <laughs> Is he a coach. wrestler or something? He's just. Sounds like a wrestler. I, he's an intense, he's an intense dude. How did you meet him? Was it like in an alley? Um, it <laughs> could be like that. Uh, my it mom, could be. my mom recommended him to me, but. She has done some very sketchy stuff before. Oh, so you took your recommendation from your sketchy stuff, mom, and you're now with an acupuncturist that says no pain, no gain. You know, what's interesting is we have complete different acupuncturists. I don't know if I'm saying acupuncturist right. Is it an acupuncturist? That's what I've heard before. That's what I've heard. But I have very much peace. There's a white noise machine. Just shh. And I lay, and, and the, the, the woman, Kara, says, all right, I hope you're ready for a nap uh, because you're going to get one. And I, wa- and I want the pressure points to make you sleep and have a really relaxed Do day. you sleep while you're... I do. You my do? My needles are in my back. And I also sleep. I, can't, I have a hard time sleeping while cupping's going on. But it's interesting because she puts hearts. And now, on the other spectrum, Kathy is sitting in a torture chamber... <laughs> Being told no pain, no gain. I haven't felt pain once. I feel good afterwards. What's the, what's the office like? Um, the office is like a very small. Uh, <laughs> you you were really freaked out. You're just getting a, a phone call just then. I'm just trying to silence what's, it. Really who's what's your ringtone? It's just uh, answer it. Let's see what it is. You want me to? Yeah. It might be my student loan. Do servicer. it. Perfect. Right. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Yeah, yeah. What's Hello, up? Ma'am? Hello, ma'am. Hello, my name's Axel from AutoInsurance.com. Awesome. Hey, are you, are you, do you know who Axel really Rose is? Up to 30% do you know Axel trade. Rose? Oh. Yeah, oh, like Axel Rose, like the, from Guns N' Roses? 
Awesome, man. Do you, yeah. do you listen to Axl Rose or what? <laughs> yeah, so yeah what's your favorite Guns right? N' Roses song, man? <laughs> Big fan. Which, well, yeah, well, what is what your is favorite that? Guns N' Roses song? song yeah, what's Guns your favorite Guns N' Roses song? Oh, oh man. <laughs> Axel, what, what can I help you with? Oh, what can classic, I do you right? for, pal? Okay, man. Uh, oh, sir, I'm from autoinsurance.com and we're partnered with the country's top auto insurance. And right now, sir, we're looking to save you up to 30% of what you're paying. So if we got you the cheapest deal to save money for auto insurance, uh, would you consider this as one of your options in the Welcome future? Welcome to the jungle, baby! We got fighter We got everything you want. And next we know your name. You are the best friend I had. Well, of course, I'm talking to you. I'm interested in hearing more from you, Axel. So, would you consider this as one of your options to save money in the future, right? Oh, we could save you up to 30% of what you're currently paying now. Can you do like an IOU payment system? Like uh, like you'll pay, oh we'll, we're we'll pay you later kind of yeah, thing. Is there a payment plan or anything, Axel? <laughs> so our insurance specialist will be will be discussing you about that, sir. Do you guys do like a barter system, like? Oh no, sir! I'm just an agent, agent sir. I will connect no, you to this. No, 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 Axel, no. Axel! Don't leave. You know where you are, Axel? You in the jungle, baby? You gonna? <laughs> Do you have any friends' names? <laughs> so, would you consider this as one of your options hey, to save Axel, money in the future? A guy like you, your name's right. Axel. Yeah. You probably date all, uh, always <laughs> like dating. Tell me, a, uh, tell me, like some, like a, a, a situation where, like, a girl was a Guns N' Roses fan and she met you. Yeah, awesome oh man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, tell us about it, bud. <laughs> Okay, sir. <laughs> Fuck, you're funny, sir. Axel, are you there? So, you okay, Axel? So, you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. All right, okay. man. It's so, awesome. Sir, to, yeah, bro. It's so, so awesome to talk. Okay, man. So if we got you the, if we got you the cheapest deal, man, for saving dude, money for auto insurance, something. would you consider dude, this as dude, an option, man? Dude, to save yeah, money, hold on, dude. Right? What? What would you rather yeah, yeah. have, weed or? Whiskey. Weed, oh, what is weed it? or whiskey? whiskey? What would you rather have? Drink whiskey or smoke weed? Yeah! Weed, bro, weed. <laughs> yeah. All right, Axel. All we'll right. talk to you See later, you, dude. Axel. We love you yeah. so much. I feel <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> that was Axel trying to do, make a living, and we uh, got inspired because his name was Axel. How fun. That was Ka- Kathy. That was your phone that number. Was, uh, is this a problem now? or? Uh, I been getting a lot of weird calls recently mm-hmm. i don't okay. know where my number's been listed so not sure awesome yeah well guys <laughs> what's uh, your phone ring by the way what is that ring it's like the classic apple like alien oh it's the alien ring sound or whatever mm. okay cool mm. classic classical, classic classical All apple right. Well, anything else happening? I know uh, Maddie is uh, going yeah. to conventions I'm lately. going to a convention uh, in Colorado uh, it's called Denver Comic Con, mm. and are you familiar with those? 
I've never heard of Denver or Comic-Con, so no, I'm not familiar. What is it? I feel like you're lying. I am lying, but there might be somebody that doesn't know, so let's let's Um, hear. Yeah, Denver is in in Colorado, if you didn't know that. Perfect. Um, The last time I was in Denver, um, I was going to, probably it was like 2002, Mm. I was going to, I went to uh, Johnson & Wales. Uh, It's a cooking uh, school. And uh, I wanted to be a. I wanted to open up a restaurant or something like that. Oh, so, so you, I went you there. Went to cooking school. I I went there for cooking school, um, but uh, I didn't like it because, Why? <laughs> um, just because I I went there to start more of like I wanted to learn how to start a restaurant and they're like teaching you like how to cook and stuff, and I just didn't really I didn't like the teacher because he wanted me. <laughs> He wanted me to wear a hairnet and I had to like wear really nice shoes. <laughs> so you're saying you did not want to obey the laws uh, that have been provided for people who cook in a kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, I wasn't, I didn't want to do you that. To, you have long hair yeah. and you wanted to, you want to start the restaurant that has hair in everybody's food. That's, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I was there for a week, and I remember calling my mom really upset. Mm. And uh, also, can you believe this, mom? Hair nets. <laughs> I got long hair. I want it to go. I want it to flow. I don't care what food gets hair. I don't care if food gets it. I can't talk. And but, also, ugh. also, he wanted me to iron my clothes. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> I have to look presentable at this kitchen. I didn't want to do that stuff. I was a hippie. Oh, I was a. Go ahead, Kathy. No, it's just a, it's a tough thing to do. I, I understand. You, sh- Kathy gets it. I, so, I so think you can break the rules after you learn them. That's what I've always uh, thought. Yeah. Uh, I think you can iron. I think you can have your long hair in a, in a hairnet and learn from one of the best schools in all of, uh, where was that again? Denver. Denver. Um, <laughs> you know what, you know what I like about Denver? That high uh, altitude, attitude. Axel knows that guy eh, getting high. Should we? Should we? Should we? Uh, should we do our interview now? Well, I just want to know about the Comic Con part and then interview, because oh, you just oh. said Denver and oh, that's right. cool, and you're going there. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna sign autographs at the Denver Comic Con and meet fans. Awesome. Not like fans, as in, you know, fans when you're really hot mm. and you need to cool down like okay. actual fans i got it thanks buddy. like people yeah 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 i get it i get yeah. it okay. uh kathy do you understand not uh what fan he's talking about like i'm not talking about like fans you plug into your wall i thought there was just going to be like rows of those kinds there yeah no so, sorry no always okay. a comedian that's... in the group i tell you that <laughs> Tell ya that hit the music. All right, we're gonna interview Jonathan Kite. Jonathan Kite's coming in real soon. He's an amazing impressionist, amazing guy, and we're really excited to have him. I'm trying to introduce. No, start over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, this is takes a lot out of me, Kathy. Don't fucking. All right, ready, ready, ready. Don't swear. I can swear. 
I'm a real grown boy. <laughs> Do it, Kathy. <laughs> oh, what up, rockers? We've got a great guest tonight. Jonathan Kai from Two Broke Girls. He's awesome. And Russell Mills. That was really good. Cut the music. Sorry, What's yeah, up, I don't know why I did that, but it's fun. <laughs> I wondered how many takes you could do. If she was just like, oh, we didn't get it. We weren't recording. Can you do it one more time? And by the end of it, you were just, you had passed out from hyperventilation. It he is, has asthma. So. Oh, bro. I have a real issue. Like, I feel lightheaded right now, but I feel like it got me out of that my game. I need, to, I need to say something. No one forced him to do that. I don't want you guys out there listening to be like, well, then why... <laughs> Why did why were Maddie and Jonathan so insistent that he did that? We did I, not. We were not. I would also love uh, that Kathy uh, was insistent. Kathy was angry. I would love if your uh, your deal was like I'll do a podcast, but it's got to be a heavy metal intro that's kind of good. I only do po- I only do heavy metal podcasts. <laughs> yeah, right. Maddie right. had to trick me into what this was. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about wait. De- wait, this guy's a death metal guy. You're, like, oh my god, yeah. who's gonna who's are gonna you a intro? Death metal guy. Uh, what kind of music are you into? I like a little bit of everything. I don't really listen to speed metal. I think that's like the one thing that I just don't. I mean, I I respect their musicianship, their craft, but like, well, they're unbelievable musicians, like Anthrax and stuff. I think those guys are unbelievable. I think you know when you listen to uh, like the screamer rock, like what you were doing. Oh yeah, with the fact I'm always impressed that they that those guys can do as many on tour and it's do that. How do they do that? Because like my one of my favorite artists is um is uh, Led Zeppelin. I know going out on a limb here. It's oh, an unpopular love, opinion to have to be a fan of. No, but you I think love he Led can st- he can still still sing. Do you know that he, Robert Plant tours with his uh, a different band, but they did like Celebration Day with Jimmy and and um and John Paul Jones and I think John Bonham's son sat in. Oh, that's amazing. But um but like they did it for Ahmed Artgard, you know who used to run uh, Atlantic Records yeah. and it was like when he passed away it was a tribute concert. They did like 12 songs. The only one they, they didn't big one they didn't do was immigrant song, but he sang like Hole oh, Love my God. Cashmere <laughs> that's awesome. and you were just like I and, love Cashmere. And he had How is Cashmere? He was he's unbelievable. I mean Jimmy they all wow. sound the the music the the instruments sound the same. I mean they, they can still play at that speed and that intensity, but his voice really holds up. So if you shut your eyes, it's him from the 70s or him from 2018. Well, he would even say like Led Zeppelin 1 when they were doing it like late 60s, you know, there is a uh, there is a cleanness to hit there, like it's it's a weird tonal thing. But he sounds sort of like the kid. Have you heard that band called um, Greta Van Fleet? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're sure. incredible. So that I guy, saw them with Elton John. Oh, you insane. did? Dope. Yeah. yeah. So then it's funny because when they asked Plant if he had heard them, and he was like, "Yeah, it reminds me of one of of, of Led Zeppelin, the, the first album, because um because his voice never wavered; it was always strong. But there was like this bullet. I mean, he always was like one of the greatest singers in the history of the world. But like when you hear those that first album, it it sounds slightly different. Like Steven Tyler's the same way when you listen to Dream On, and mm. from that album, you know that was like what seventy three. Your you know your, your uh, listeners are gonna kill me, but I think it's around seventy three. And then you even listen to him like a decade later, and Steven Tyler still has the pipes. He could still do Dream On. I think he's seventy or seventy one, oh but it's God. different. He could still do the scream at the end, but it's like guys like that. I mean, they were just they were born for it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I wonder if they ever tear their throat with or it's nodes is what a lot of it is. It's What's like a um, node. 
It's when you it's when your vocal cords beat together and there's like um I don't know if it's scar tissue, but it's it's um it's it's a uh, it's different tissue than you, it, your body trying to repair kind of the the. Uh, the stress or whatever or the pressure that you've been put on your because you know your vocal cords kind of do this oh, wave wow. thing and um, you it's it's cool I'm like holding my throat like ow oh, that must that well I is. actually feel like holding my I, I did not I would have already lost my voice if do I had to do one water? more second of that I would have lost which is breath. which by, which <laughs> that's the crazy thing is you think about those guys mm. they don't just do those in one take because then they did like a BBC sessions of Led Zeppelin and that was slightly different but amazing because you know he can do it live I mean that's the great thing about plant is i like i don't i don't think they ever did snl i know that jimmy page played with tupac or i'm sorry with 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 p diddy one time but i don't think led zeppelin ever played but they were known for being live wow i mean those guys all the all the all the power and energy that you heard on the radio or the albums and stuff like that like they could do that that's amazing madison like you know that you ever see that doc the song that remains the same yeah where they do it that's madison square garden beautiful oh wow what do you think about led zepp again Led Zepp again. You ever heard of that? No. Uh, They're a Led Zeppelin cover band that performs in L.A. Uh, I've, I've, uh, I almost went to go see them. Have you heard but, them before? You had seen them, or you were just like, I like cover I, bands. Yeah, I just like, I like cover bands. I mean, it was all right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to All Things Zeppelin with uh, <laughs> at the Maddie and Anthony show. We got Jonathan Kite here, and we're having and we're a good also old talking time. about uh, yeah. throats. Have you uh, ever been in a band or anything growing up? No, or, yeah. I mean I did musicals and stuff, but I I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't do. Not that I didn't think there. I didn't play an instrument, and my uh, my cousin's a super musical guy, and he's a professional musician, and yeah, um, that sort of. I think he got all that talent. Can you whistle? You know what's funny is um, when I had a fatter face, I was better at it, and I thought about this so many times. I can't like this is it's gonna be bad. It's like a it's like a mouse fart, but it's like that's your that's whistle. That's good. That's not bad. No, no, but this is I can't do that's that. like a cartoon crow from the old like Merry Melodies. You know, just like. <laughs> but um, I used to be able to do. I used to have such a good whistle when my face was fatter. Wow. We lost a lot of good whistles. Do you ever feel like, I need to gain weight to whistle more? Well, I thought whenever I do gain weight, I think when everything is bad, I always go, well, at least you can whistle better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, what do you mean I gain weight? I'm, I do it to whistle. People who professionally whistle are incredible. Uh, uh, I've noticed amazing. if you cut out bread and pasta, that helps with Whistling? weight. No, no. Oh, so if I wanted, then I wouldn't cut those out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on an so all-whistle diet to, of bread and pasta. Are you gluten-free or any of that business? <laughs> no. Get back in if you're... Well, you Brother, said no. I got a whistling uh, audition tomorrow. You, uh, <laughs> you're from uh, Skokie, Illinois? Yes, yeah. I lived in Chicago for quite some time, uh, one of my favorite cities. Uh, what, what? It's what, like 45 minutes from Chicago? No, 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 no. It borders it. That's right, it does. It's right. We're, we're the one of the closest suburbs. Like Evanston and Skokie are two of... that we. It borders Chicago. I lived in Bloomingdale, if you're familiar. That's like right outside of Schaumburg, yes. which I'm sure you're familiar I with. I do know Schaumburg. Schaumburg, well, that's the funny thing. Most of the suburbs that people are like, I'm from Chicago, they're not even close. Right. I mean, we, when I first got out here, my, my best friend um, is from Glenview, and we were oh. at a party one time, a la a 90s high school movie, <laughs> and um, we were talking about... Um, um, being from where we were from or whatever, and I, we were like, we're from Chicago. And this real, like, this alpha chick, 
like she stopped the room. Like there was a record skip and the party <laughs> stopped. That she's like Chicago. What? What do you mean? What part of Chicago? Was we we first moved out here like 2013 or 2003? I mean, and um and I was like, well, I'm from Skokie. And then she's like, yeah, I guess that's like close enough because it borders it. And my buddy's like, and I'm from Glenview. And, and she was she literally turned with the devil's eyes and was like, yes. that you cannot claim Chicago with Glenview. They, she goes, that is 45 to an hour away. The Chicago to suburb or suburb to Chicago people, they get real upset. If you're like, uh, Why I'm from that? Chicago, and then they're like, where are you really from? Oh, Naperville. You're from what? You know, they get like, Yeah, but also, wow. there's also Joliet, which I know right. people who are, and I, but Joliet is its own like major city. Mm-hmm. It's where the prison is, if you're playing bingo at home. And, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's re- like, that is not, that's like people who live in, um, who live in uh, like West Indianapolis? There's like a, it's right outside Indianapolis, and they go, oh yeah, like I live in Chicago, and I go, you don't even live in the same state. You you live in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I live in Chicago. No, I live in, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you. Uh, this is kind of weird. I I was looking you up a little bit, and I found out that your junior high is Old Orchard Junior High. You're the Bulldogs. Correct? That's true. Yeah. Which my junior high. Parks are Brooklyn Junior High, BJ Bulldogs. Bulldogs, bro. Then I'm from Minnesota, Vikings. I nearly flipped. Uh, I was just looking at Niles North is what he meant. Vikings, Niles Niles North. Niles North Vikings is his high school. So uh, it seemed like you started uh, acting at a young age, right? Uh Like a junior high? Is that what it says? Yeah, we had, I mean, it's it's weird, but we actually had um, a great uh, public. I don't know if it was like if they petitioned for it or whatever, but they did two or three plays a year in junior high, and there was a pretty decent stage. Like I often think, because I made a lot of friends that I'm still you know good friends with today uh, there, and I remember thinking back like this wasn't in like a multi-purpose room or you know or a cafeteria. Like we had a legit theater. <laughs> I mean, it maybe held That's like awesome. 200 people. And um and they did a sixth grade play every year to sort of like introduce people if you wanted to do it and had a lot of parts with very little lines, which I thought was really cool because there's some people that just want to be a part of something or they love it and they're they get stage fright and this sort of helps you get over that and it was called something's rotten in the state of Denmark and it was a parody of <laughs> Hamlet. Wow. And they did it every single year. And then I think they would alternate between that and like maybe Happy Days, which is D-A-Z-E. Mm. And then <laughs> then they would do – so they would do like a sixth grade play and then they would do an all-school play. Mm. And and that was sixth through eighth grade. But I just thought that was cool, you know, that they – and then I remember a, a lot of my buddies and I – uh, just did that together and it was fun. It, it was is. Cool. It's great. Uh, I don't rem- – I, I am the opposite. Brooklyn Junior uh, Bulldogs, cafeteria performances. How about you, Maddie? Uh, well, I was wondering um, what were some of the parts that you oh, would yeah, play. Oh, yeah, sure. Your- oh, sure. Um, I was in uh, – I was Polonius in that version of Hamlet. And um, I – only remember one line and it's <laughs> when Hamlet stabs him you know in the behind the curtain and, and then Hamlet says something like oh no you're not Claudius and then I just look at him I go huh, no kidding Dick Tracy and then I die <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the only line I remember that I had how Sixth did you grade. die was it like epic or was oh yeah it like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking dead. for an agent early on um, <laughs> everything was a showcase no no I don't I just remember um I remember like we had decent costumes mm. and 
It was, you know, I really do look back, and I got lucky because then the high school itself was an amazing high school, um, Niles North, run by a shout-out to Tim Ortman and those uh, folks over there. Tim won, like, um, it's a public high school, and it, with Niles West, shout-out to the sister school, um, we, they won the best fine arts program in America. Wow. And um, when, when it was like a, it was about 10 years ago, they public. won it. Public school. That, that's probably real. a rarity, right? For real. And this wow. guy, Tim Ortman, won two different National Teachers of the Year awards in a decade. Two of them. Wow. And this guy is one of the most special human beings. He's such a... He's a he's a tough dude in a great way, you know. He really um, taught us, uh, you know, teamwork and self reliance and sort of work ethic. And you know, I shot my stand up special at the yeah, high school yeah. like a That's, year and a half yeah. ago, and I'm still close with Tim. Very that close. Is great. I mean, I've known him a very very long time. This is something that I've just from this brief conversation. You keep your peoples. You know what it is. I have. Um. I really. I'm. I feel very lucky that. Um. That I have had, I've met amazing people who have changed my life and and influenced me that I respect and love, and um, who I, you know, they always say a man is, is judged by the the characters around him or the, you know, his friends. And right. I, I've, you know, I've been really lucky. I've just met some amazing, amazing people that um, that I've sort of collected in my life as people that I love and will never get rid of, and uh, and so. It's I love that so much. Yeah. I love that. That's my, so amazing. My parents are like that, by the way. That's why. Growing up, my parents, our family was, um, sorry. That's all our, right. Our family That's was, uh, was our, um, was, was their friend group. Oh, and oh so wow. Salt we, of the earth, these So people. my father, I'm telling you, dirt under the fingernails, bloody knuckles, mm. in a fight club, can't talk. He was a, <laughs> he's a mechanic my whole life. And so, you know, they, they have great work ethic. And I, and I just, you know, I always credit my parents with that. Type and of and uh, being a mechanic and all, uh, they were very supportive, it sounds like, of your arts. And my everything. father always wanted me to be a plumber, which <laughs> is what I, which is, um, that is to this day, uh, he still asks me. When that's gonna, that's a, that is 100% true. I mean, they were very supportive. It helped that we had great people around uh, in the area, and the high school was very, um, they, you know, doing a lot of, of cool stuff that sort of, um, you know, that showcased, the, you know, that potential was maybe there. And then I went to the University of Illinois at Champaign to do it. Mm. And so they were a very supportive community. And so I got, you know, I got lucky. I was in uh, I was College, too. Life. Everything yeah. was, so everything was great uh, for, like, like – Support and so you were support. You felt support. You know what it was? I felt person. like I, when I was in junior high, I sort of didn't have a place in the world. You know, I wasn't really good at sports, and I think that I could talk to people, and I'm, you know, was probably annoyed the teachers a lot. But um, it was one of those things when I found theater or when I found that people could do this for a living. I think my brain just was like, I had blinders <laughs> on. I was like, you wouldn't, well, you got to do this. This is what you got to do with your yeah, life. Right. And so I remember at a very young age, um, and I got lucky because my father is like an old movie buff, and I would listen to old time radio shows mm. like um, The Great Gildersleeve and Fibber McGee and Molly and Jack Benny. And then I oh, also wow. listened to like Tales of Suspense with Peter Laurie and all those guys. And, and then, you know, so I was influ I got to see what was out there and what came before me. And then my mother would always take us to plays, my brother and I, to it, it, downtown in Chicago. And then I used to go to Second City when I was Perfect. old enough to get in. Oh, and so wow. I was lucky because I really think Chicago, like a lot of major cities, I mean, obviously there's New York and these, but Chicago really did a cool thing where they had so much available to those that wanted right. to see it. And it was the, the of the highest quality. 
And so I just, my parents was like, he seems to like this. So they just kept taking me to stuff. Well, the thing I That's really awesome. like about Chicago from what I, uh, it's, it's, you can find, uh, I don't know how to say, it's like the working man's performer. And, uh, you know, a guy who was raised by a plumber, working really hard, uh, taught work ethic, can still do theater, can still have a good time. And and uh, where I'm from, that wasn't really the case. So that's really great about Chicago. Second City uh, was not pretentious by any means. And, and they were just kind of like trying to fight that. Uh, well, you know, part you know, of it is I think there's no expectation. Right. People yeah. in Chicago, they... Um, they do it for the love of the game. And I'm not saying that we don't do that out here, but we are professionals, right? So when we go to do something like stand-up and stuff like that, or, you know, Maddie and I met on um, a, a Muscle Milk commercial, yeah. like we, uh, we, you know what I mean? Like we have ideas that, that somebody, you hear these stories all the time. When a girl, uh, one of my dear friends, uh, Katie Hines, came out here, um, she didn't really know anybody. And she was like, I'm a singer and I want to, uh, you know, where do I go? And I go, well, we could go to Brass Monkey because people can get discovered there. Hmm. And she was from um, Alabama. And so for her, that was impossible. But she was like, that's amazing, because that's what she had heard about L.A. or New York or something, right? So she went out there, sang uh, Mariah Carey, and P. Diddy had a scout in the audience that night. Unbelievable. True story, she got called into an audition the next day. And, and, And the thing is, out here and in New York, I think the belief is, and I've only worked a bunch in New York, I've never lived there. I, I, I've lived outside, I was I did theater. But um, I uh, the idea is that it could happen because people are actively looking. Whereas in Chicago, it might happen. Obviously, they get amazing people on shows like The um, Daily Show and, and, and SNL and stuff like that. Sure. But it's like, but they do it day in and day out, I think with not a lot of expectation that yeah. it's going to go further and, and that's what I always remember because I finally I got to meet actually Rachel Dratch mm. um, who I love so much so and I got to when I was growing up her and Tina and like Keegan-Michael Key and Kevin Dorff is like this, those uh, guys Second Pinata City. Full of P- Bees is that the play they that did? Was that was like the one real of famous them. one that was one of them there was a couple because we yeah. would go for like you know we went to see many of the reviews very great and it was and so I told her that she really inspired me um, when I was growing up because we just thought because like when, when she got on SNL we were all like, oh my God, you know, because obviously Bill Murray had done it, like Tim Meadows. There's a lot of guys from Chicago that had done it in that area. Obviously, Farley from a little further north did Second City, but from uh, Wisconsin, I believe, that um, that we, it was so cool because these people we knew were just doing it for the love. And yeah. then to see that it had legs beyond that, it's like that's what you want life to be, to get paid and to have a career in the thing that you're already doing for the love of the game. Right. That's amazing. You, uh, did you perform uh, in Chicago, Second City? Did you work I with moved, them? You know what? I did a master class with a guy by the name of Joe Dempsey um, yeah. who came to our high school. <laughs> and he was um, um, roommates with Tim in college. Yeah. And I just remember Joe and I remember him being like, a, he's still doing it. You can, I mean, he is still a very Amazing. active, thriving uh, uh, member of the, the of the community oh, wow. theater in Chicago. And, you know, the, uh, and, um, and I, that, that was the great thing about Tim. Uh, uh, again, he would bring in people um, who were just huge in the community and they would, w- they would work at the high school with us. That's so awesome. You had that. It was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And Tim really wanted to expose us. And then those that, you know, a lot of it was just fun. You could, you should work with the best people you possibly can. Right. But also, um, 
you know, it, it, you can learn so much from them from so many different things because those people are not just successful based on their talent. They're, it's based on their decision making and their work ethic, other things that will aid people in every area of your life. And so yeah. to see working professionals doing it in such a small sliver of a thing, you go, you know, you go, well, it works for them. It can work, you know, because I mean, it's very privileged to make it as an actor. Yeah, sure. And to see it, these guys do it, it's awesome, man. So anyway, I didn't do Second City. I, I left to go to college right away, and then I Perfect. went right to L.A. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so you moved right to L.A. What was your first, um, like, big job? I did, um, I was in a, a Cox Communication commercial where I played a caveman, <laughs> and it was not like a ca- not like a Geico thing. It was like a full-on, right. I think it's on my Instagram, but I, um, I was a full-on, like, five, six-hour, I mean, real deal caveman. I mean, the, it's this, I, I had, uh, it was it was a full body thing, so they had to do my whole my hands, oh my, my everything, God. and I was in a fur pelt, and I was running around the downtown of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it was crazy, and it was so fun. What and was the audition like? For so, that? so originally they didn't. Um, they called me in for like a buddy in the mail room, and my friend again, my best friend Seth, uh, who from Glenview, uh, not Chicago. Um, <laughs> he said, he's like, dude, you should come and do this audition. This is perfect for you. So I jumped around the room and, and was like a trapped man, and they had a bucket of chicken, and I just started whipping chicken at everybody in the room. Oh not, my god! Not the, Mad uh, man. the not the not the not the um, the, the, the buyers, cast. not those people, but like <laughs> the other people in the scene. And then um, they, yeah, and so they, it was crazy. And then I just sort of jumped around. It was so much fun. And that's that was like, awesome. I booked that within, I think, six months of moving out here. Or, or like, that's I booked awesome. it March of 2014 and I moved out here, or 2004, and I moved out here June of 2003. I feel like people wow. would uh, be a little reluctant to act like the wild man, and that's uh, how you got hired. So I think that it's just kind of great that you uh, kind of went out there and just went with it. And, and success happened. You're throwing chicken around and being a wild man. That I was... think you got to embrace what you what you think you do well or yeah. who you are. I mean, that was a cool thing. I, there was like such a defining moment when I was going. Ivar used to have Ivar Studios used to have a, a casting um, uh, offices where you would walk downstairs and there'd be a yeah split. right you right right that? yeah. And so to the I was in a suit at 24 years old, right? <laughs> and I was and there was and I walked downstairs and I read the sign of what was casting where and to the right was Merrill Lynch and to the left was Target. And and everybody there for Target was like cool, good looking young people that you definitely want to party with and like and I realized I was there for Merrill Lynch. And yeah. so I and we were the same age. I was the same age as all those people, but I just didn't look like somebody in a Target or whatever. I don't know what the, the breakdown was for that. I'm not, you know. Um but I was like I'm here for Merrill Lynch and so that's what I'm here to do. And so <laughs> that was like a clear literal a literal fork in the road. Yeah. And so I did that and I just embraced that if somebody was kind enough to give me the opportunity to see me and to bring me in, that I would always give it 100%, that I would never, you know, I, I would never look down at the job or at um, at the opportunity, but then just to embrace it. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you uh, did you study out here in L.A. while you are You know, here? I, there was a woman who, um, this woman, Jerry, who is such a sweetheart, she was she helped me get my first agent and um she i i needed an audition class because i had only done stage i had done theater professionally for a little while and um 
I didn't really, I wasn't aware. I didn't even know that, that back then you needed like, a, a, the, the trend was black and white three-quarter headshots. Right. And it was like, you know, I looked like such an, a rube because I was <laughs> coming from the theater world, you know, which is, which now, I mean, I don't know if it's still the same because I've been out of it. I mean, not theater, I just did theater. I just came back from doing a stint out east of like a couple weeks ago. But it's like, I don't know what theater headshots look like compared to film headshots, you know? And and a, a lot of times now, you, you, like back then, people were wearing... You know, I don't know if it was a trend to wear funny teeth. I didn't know anything about headshots. I had to get all new headshots when I was out here. And I look back on them. They look like a Gushers commercial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where the guy's just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, like this. I don't know how people were selling themselves based on like these faces. I look, my face looked like, you know, when you look through um, a, a door hole, uh, like a, a, a two-way window on a door, like the keyhole. The, 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 or, like fisheye? Yeah, fisheye. Yeah. All of my photos look like fisheye. But oh, that's what they that's wanted, awesome. and and I go, I guess, man, I guess that's selling. Yeah, this is cool. It's funny <laughs> the eye. what what and you, who yeah. came up with that? Oh, we no. all like the fish eye, and then everyone else is like, yeah, the fish eye, the fish eye. They <laughs> literally are fish eye. I went through I went through old headshots because I was trying to send um, for something. Somebody was like, can you find your oldest headshot? And so I'd had a, a pile of photos, and I wound up finding all my old ones. Oh, that's great. And I was just like, these look terrible. <laughs> sure. And, but so I remember th- this woman, she, I was there for like six months. You know, I, um, I, uh, it was, it was crazy. Do you remember, um, well, I can't say that on mic because if it's not true, then I'm going to be like, I'll tell you, I, there was, there were some interesting people in the class and people have made it, you know, like there's this guy named Scott who was on the show, the Fosters. Yeah. And, um, he was in the class with, you know, with me, oh, there was, a, there awesome. was a few cool, I mean, everybody was cool, but there's a few of us like, you know, went on to, to, to do this, which was yeah. really awesome. Uh, what uh, you said you were doing uh, theater? Like, did you say a couple weeks ago? I was just doing the Nerd by Larry Shu at, yeah. at the George Street Playhouse. How was that? Was amazing. It? it was so unbelievable. Yeah, that's great. It was. Uh, I was. What was your character? I, pl- I played Rick Stedman, who's the Nerd, and um, this story is about a guy whose life gets saved in Vietnam, named Willem Kubert, and um, he. Uh, it's the 70s, you know, like he, yeah. he was saved about it was early 70s, I think, is when he was saved pretty much the timeline. And then he never met the guy that saved his life. And so he asked the, um, you know, uh, if you could please have his address, would you write him a thank you note? And then he said, hey, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm always here for you. And, you know, years passed. People stay out of communication. They weren't living. One guy was from Wisconsin. The guy was from Indiana. And they and then and then all of a sudden he gets a, a, a voice message on his machine on the day of his 34th birthday. And this and my character, Rick, uh, Rick Stedman, goes, you said I could come over anytime, so I'm coming over. <laughs> and he was like, wait, what? He goes, when was that message from? And um, they lose the message because, like, you know, it's old answering machines. They're not really working all that well or whatever. There's like a message problem. And, of course, he has a dinner party that night for his birthday with his boss and his boss's wife and his boss's son with a couple friends over. And I just show up. Mr. Eccentric. It's how, it's great. I and, love it. And, uh, how, yeah. It how'd great. that come about? I, I wish I knew. I mean, I, I knew I wanted to – audition for it well I, I sometimes I'll put myself on tape for stuff that does in New York and in that area uh, for regional stuff and yeah. um, or you know regional or Broadway or off Broadway and um, they were and one day I, had, I told my agent uh, out there in New York and said hey I'd love to do something and then like a week later he said they they're you know they are doing this play and they'd like to offer you the part of Rick and the, the wow. other people were Perfect. so good I mean like the that's cast and awesome. the directors and the crew were unbelievable yeah that's so great how did how did uh two broke girls come about like how 
how long were you in LA before that? Like how many auditions did you go on before? You know what's funny is I yeah, couldn't, yeah. and I, I know that you're blowing up so so much right now. It's a, it's so oh, great thanks, that it's like you when I was like when I was a, a much younger guy, nobody would see me for film and television. I'm talking oh, nobody. Man. So I would book. I made my living as a commercial actor for years. Right. And then I I I uh, I met a manager um, who a great guy. Uh, he started to take chances on me, and he really was pushing me to do more film and television. And he was sort of getting me in these rooms, which was great. And then I really met a woman who's been one of the most influential uh, people in my life is Julie Ashton who casts like Will and Grace and Two Broke oh, Girls yeah, she's and great. she's such an amazing human being and um, I, we just became good friends and I was actually I went in for a Jamie Foxx show that was going to be like a new and living color oh, that's cool and um, this was a this was a while ago this is this has got to be eight or nine years ago and um, I met her that way and I wound up getting that show and it was only we you know we, we, we sort of workshopped it for a while we made it to the air but it didn't it didn't really have much legs I mean it was an unbelievable memorable experience considering the you know in Living Color was one of my favorite shows growing such up such a great funny show um, oh incredible God, the best the best and so um, anyway I, I met Julie and Julie and I just started hanging out and I, I just love her I mean I, I truly consider Julie and her husband Greg family and We've even gone on vacation together, and uh, oh wow! And so she was. She called me in for this other project, this Disney thing, and uh, she goes, "By the way, I'm, I'm we're auditioning this new show, the Michael Patrick King." And I'm like, "Oh my God!" I'm like, "Sex and the City," you know, he's going to do Network. I'm like, "That's huge!" Whoa. And Whitney Cummings, who had obviously just she was always around for comics, but she was becoming so big because of how her awesome power on the uh, the roasts on Comedy Central, sure. you know? And and she goes, "Yeah, Whitney and Michael are developing the show," and I I just was, I mean. I was like, could you just get me in? Like for, you know, I'd love, like later on, I'd love to, you know, do a guest star or whatever. And she goes, well, there's no white people in the pilot, but there's an old Russian guy. If you, you know, why don't you just come in and meet them? And so I came and I dressed like the character. I wore a hairnet. I wore like an old wife, uh, I mean, an old uh, white undershirt that I dirtied with mustard. I wore um, these these um, kind of weird tiger print Euro uh, discotheque <laughs> pants that I hemmed up so they were like clam diggers, you know. <laughs> and then there was like sad fading glitter on the on the thigh, and they were they were brown and black. I'm like, You're I don't know what tiger that is. Awesome. That's the tigers from Wakanda. Yeah. And um and. Uh, it was it was so, uh, it was so fun, and they were just like they were just it was just fun to hang around with them, and they were so nice people, and then I just kept, but they wanted a fifty year old guy, and I was way too young for the part, so I grew my hair out and my beard out, a really bushy beard and really long hair, and um, I just kept going, and it wound up going my way, and I was forever lucky. Uh, again, uh, forever again, taking chances. Uh, is the way to Risk. go. It really maybe, is. Maybe yeah. people would back up. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna grow my hair out. I'm not gonna do this. I. That's a 50 year old. I'm not even gonna go in. I mean, you you took the chance. You 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 did the right things. Uh, you never which know. I think is is it, it do you did a great job. Thanks. You know? I mean, how you many never auditions know. was was that like? Three or four. It was. It was. Um, I met with Julie, and then I met with Michael and Whitney. Then I met with Warner Brothers, Peter Roth, and all those amazing people. And then it was the network test. But you know how it is for shows. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time. Like it was over mm-hmm. three months or something. Right, right. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. Maybe it was like wow. a week, but it felt like it's like three. biting your nails. Every well, day. no, but I never <laughs> expected to call back. Oh, okay. I really was like, they like me. I'm going to be on the show in the future. How fun will that be? Right. And right. then they were like, my agent called me back and he was just at the time he was just like uh you're you're going in to meet the you know the warner brothers test and i went 
What? 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 I didn't speak in an American accent the entire time. Oh my god! That's so amazing. I I didn't talk much, and when I did, I did the accent, and then um, I mean I love Warner, but that, they that was such a kind room because you I always hear these <laughs> horror stories about stuff that and I've been in tough rooms, but that was not one of them. I mean they oh, were that's so good. such good laughers, and I mean Peter Roth, who's um, you know the president of Warner Brothers Television, he is he has the he has such a good laugh. And such a bright smile, and so like when you hear him laugh, you go, "Oh, this is going okay." What you know? What's uh, like the craziest audition story you've had? Like, I really screwed audition. up one time, and I uh, more than once, a lot of times. But this was I. I was so stupid when I first moved out here. I got an audition for a, a project that I, I used to submit back um, fifty headshots a week. I would hold myself to that number, oh, wow. and or you know like mail delivery yeah, yeah. Like, through the mail, and um, with my resume, and I would I would write to every casting for every movie that was in backstage West or now casting or LA casting or whatever, and I would do and I was like I got to get out there. I don't know you know and and I only got called in I think like two times in in a year. But I, one of the things I got called in for is it was in like this warehouse off of Wilshire and I was living in Studio City at the times. And I didn't know L.A. for anything. I mean, it took me so long to get there. You know, MapQuest was sort of going on, but there was no Waze. There was no Google Maps like that. So I got lost. Of course, I'm, I'm running in, like trying not to be late, sweating like a guy on trial. <laughs> and um, I get there and this woman, so nice, just very like calm, you know, just take a breath. And I like do it. And I'm just not prepared, you know? I mean, I think actors love to tell these stories where everybody, where they always win. But I'm going to tell you something right now. This is where <laughs> this taught me a lesson that I never forgot. I'm still telling this story. I screwed up that audition so bad. Mm. And I was just ill-prepared. And I was like, I, I think I, I didn't go out the night before. But I think, like, I didn't, I was just tired. I didn't look great. And, like, I kind of dressed like a, bu and, and, you know, this must have been, like, right when I moved out in, in 2013, or 2003, pardon me. And, um... And uh, at the end, I was like, because I was going out for a lot of student films, you know, and I was like, what student film is this? And she's like, what? And I went, oh, sorry. Uh, what, like, who's putting this on? And she's like, Warner Brothers? Oh. <laughs> and I went, oh. And later it was Art House Confidential. <laughs> and it was with John oh, wow. Malkovich and, um, and uh, Max Minghella. Oh, wow. Dude, it was like, it was so embarrassing. And, I, and that to me, though... I really needed that kick in the pants because I don't consider yeah. myself somebody who is ever ill-prepared and it was one of those things where I had a lapse in judgment. I slipped and it's like, you know, um, I, I definitely screwed up and then I remember thinking like to always, not to like hold that shame with me but to never forget that moment to be like, you just yeah. don't know what you're going in for at any given moment and it was lucky that it was when I first moved out here instead of like when my 10th year, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so it was good and hopefully nobody remembers me over there. It, um, it, I guess it makes you a better person in the end. Right. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I think if, as long as you better, learn, if you, you, we're all going to make mistakes. Yeah. You learn from it. If, if, if exactly. you learn from it, it'll make you a better person, you yeah. know? And for me, I definitely think of that story often. Right. And I'm not proud of it, but I, I share it because I, I think like sometimes I, I screw up. What do you do to uh i guess do you have a, pro a process uh, like so stress happens in your life what do you do to prepare for that do you do yoga do you are you working out i run a, lot, run a lot and yeah. i um and i i try to work out you know 
without like I, I what I'll try to do is I'll try to work out in a gym three days a week and then it run two or three days a week. Even if I just walk, you know, like I'll walk from my house up to Runyon and back, which is you know, oh, wow. the whole That's thing is like walk. eight miles. Yeah. And um but do you have me, a walking stick? Uh, <laughs> I should, right? I'm always surprised when like young guys have them. And I was like, unless you're unless you're like in boys to men, you don't need that stick. <laughs> but uh, I I really like I like to clear my head. And actually, mm-hmm. when I a lot of times when I run or when I walk, I don't have a headphones in. Yeah, because I I just like to hear my own. Just listen to you know it's to, it's the best thing just to have silence. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Maddie and myself both meditate and we do all TM. that. TM. Do you do that? Yeah. yeah. How, so did you? How did you guys? Started a school or well, Maddie started yeah. it, and I was like, "This is great!" And I, I've always wanted to do it because uh, Andy Kaufman uh, did it, and uh, the Beatles and David Lynch, all these yeah. people that I really Jerry respected. Seinfeld. Jerry, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we I took classes. So yeah, did I did too. You you go and they teach you how to do it at a class, and you know it for life. It's great. Wow. And how yeah. many classes did you need? Uh, I think it was like, like three, three or four, four or something like that. Yeah. 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 It just, but it's, it, it's great. It, it's Friends of mine do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I and that's actually how I first heard about it. Right. Um, and I, well, maybe I'm, maybe this is the universe saying you should check it out. You it's, should. It's meditation's great. really good too. I think exactly what you're saying. Sometimes you just need to turn off the TV Take off the headphones and have silence. Just be, yeah. Yeah, and if that means like walking, like you said, take taking a run. I mean, that's so perfect. You don't need headphones. You need, especially if it's outside. You should be paying attention. Anthony and I are starting our own class meditation. on meditation. That's not with true. Us. That that would be a terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm taking it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's great that you do. You We're do gonna give you a mantra, your... brother. I'm in. Um, yeah. So small my back. How did the stand up come about? Like, uh, were you doing that during Two Broke Girls? Like, what? I started what late. inspired that? I was sitting at the improv one night, and I was with uh, Taylor Williamson and Ian Edwards. I love him. Yeah, and those are two guys that I've known for a long time that I really credit with, with sort of like kicking me enough to do it because we were just sort of sitting there like having a bite to eat at the mm-hmm. old, the old improv, you know. When yeah, they, yeah. And um, this, and then they were, you know, they were just like, "Why don't you just try to do it?" You know, I had a summer off in between the first two seasons because we knew we were coming back, so I wasn't going to audition for anything, you know. And I thought, yeah, why, you know, I've always wanted to try stand-up. And I think, at least in my life, and maybe other people can relate, if, if someone says, why don't you learn Spanish? And you go, I just don't have enough time. So I think not having time really deters people from doing things that they're passionate Definitely. about. And I realized at that moment in my life, was I was very lucky, and I had nothing but time. Because I, I wasn't auditioning for anything, really. It was um, it was kind of uh, it was a it was a very weird calm between uh, two seasons that I had not felt in my life before, and so I thought, why not inject that calm with chaos? And so <laughs> you know, I got up and started doing stand up and open mics, and um, I started. Uh, th- no joke, Laugh Factory was the first uh, of the major clubs to let me get up and uh, put me up and Jamie oh, let awesome. me do a set so I will that's forever so nice. be grateful and um, uh, yeah, I love Masada so much for that and I, I never forgot that it was very charitable of him yeah and um, and so that was great and I you know I, I I sort of just tried to experiment with it and then I, I needed to take a little time off because I realized the brand of the show was so strong 
when I went to do cities and stuff, people really wanted to hear about the show, mm-hmm. like it was a behind the scenes of Inside the Actress Studio. But <laughs> that's not what I was talking about, and so I, I, which was just fine. And I think my jokes were very passable. And right, right, I don't think right. anybody felt gypped. But I, I would stay after, and I would just answer questions mm. for as long as it would take. You know, about j- the show, about the show. So I would stay wow. up to like, you know, sign stuff or take pictures or whatever, and everyone would have questions. And so I realized, which was that's a great thing, um, but it was sort of I was doing stand up to sort of develop my own comedian, your own voice. voice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That wasn't. It wasn't not working, but it was that. Is, and by the way, it was just such a credit to how strong the brand and comedy and the talent of the people putting two broke girls together really was. That so I took I actually took a hiatus and I just started getting back into it about two years ago. So and then I shot my special, and I um, what ins- yeah what inspired you to do it? I was doing there in well, high school. People had always said, you know, do it in great rooms, um, and I thought. A room is great. Like people always said, do co- comedy works in Denver. People love that that place. I've never performed there, um, but I've heard it's amazing. I've never heard a bad thing about it. Right. Right. And then someone was like, "You should see if you could do comedy works." And I said, "Well, it doesn't have any special significance to me because a I've never played there before. I do love Denver. I think it's a great city, and I love you know people that are there, and I have friends that live just outside there." And, um, but I don't really feel a, a kinship in terms of like, and I think for a special to make it special, someone was like, well, where was the first theater that ever let you do your thing? And I thought my high school drama, mm. that that yeah. was really a theater that helped define me as a performer, as a communicator. Um, and I thought, well, why not try to do it there? Perfect. And so I did it there. And it was an amazing experience because every, it was like, this is your life. Everybody came back. It oh was, my God. it was insane. A lot of teachers that I had had from junior high, even came Skokie back. Skokie went nuts. Wow. Skokie, Skokie comes out to support their own. That's what I think. Chicago is a very supportive community. Very. Were you scared? Um, no, I no. mean, cause you I, felt so comfortable there. I just thought it was, a, yeah. I, I mean, maybe cause I thought the idea was so good. That I thought yeah. that, you know, I was like, ah, screw it. Just do this. Any bullies right. or anything show up and you got to stare them down and say, bully me now. Well, yeah, that was the thing. I was saying, I don't remember. I was, <laughs> it's funny. I got chased by a kid with a, his brother and him used to chase me with a baseball bat when I was like oh six God, years that's old. Terrifying. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> and, um, you know, but, but we actually later in life became friends and like, you know, so there wasn't and really. You chased him with a bat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I chased him with success, just <laughs> flaunting it in his face. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, you're, you're pretty smooth sailing as far as I like mean, any of that I mean, stuff there's, goes. you know, there's a lot of, there's hazing and stuff, but it's not, it wasn't, I never felt like it was damaging, you know, like we would right. give each other crap and, you know, I remember they'd throw pennies at freshmen and stuff, but it wasn't, um, there was a lot of bad hazing in that area. Like the softball team for Glenbrook South, they were national news for the oh, hazing. Oh yeah. What is hazing? I what, forgot what about. Uh, hazing is... Um, I, Sorry, I don't know. No, no, it's like what fraternities and sororities sort of made oh, 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 popular. Oh, right. It's sort of an it's it's a rite of passage. Gangs oh, do oh, it. Oh god. 
Um, you know, sounds scary. Just look it up. Gosh, <laughs> just join a gang already, man. Yeah, we both invented gangs. Gonna, you, yeah, you're yeah. in a gang. You learn. Right. I'm starting today. Uh, was it hard to get the high school? It was, and we wouldn't have been able to do it without Tim Ortman's support okay. and help, and and uh, really, really funneling it through. Which I I couldn't have done it without him. How can people see it? So right now, so the so here's the with the issue, and one of the other reasons I did it. I think it's a great special. It, it is a little some of the impressions which I, I do impressions now but not really not not as much as I used to I used to be a very impression heavy comedian mm-hmm. and now I kind of I do them like if, if there's a new one that I'm like I'm trying to learn new people every now and then you know I learned recently and you know I, I, I've stopped doing it but Anthony Bourdain was one of my favorite impressions because I was such a fan of him oh, yeah. and so you know because that's the thing at the end of the day I'm only going to learn impressions for the most part of people that I really like sure you know and, and want to watch their material and sort of study them and and what they do and how about their you know creative process and sort of what their uh output is and i really admired him and i love to travel and i love um the going to like crazy places and eating the street food and stuff like that and 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 i uh you know i enjoy drinks and so anyway so i uh, you know i'll those sort of come and go for me like i used to do vince vaughn a lot and i or i used to do um i used to do seth rogan you know but I have you've never heard me do Seth Rogen. Let's hear the Seth. Rogen. Oh, but but it's like it's just like. Time to do but it. here's the thing, I'll do it. You also with the way the culture is moving, it's hard to make something current because the, right. it goes yeah. away so quickly. Right. So with Bourdain, his show was on forever, which was awesome, and that's the thing about TV people; they're on a long time. But Rogan. If he doesn't have a movie in theaters, you know, it's like um, I used to do Seth Rogen using 3D glasses for the first time. And then right. be like, eh, 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 <laughs> these are uh, these are amazing. Let me just, oh, no, <laughs> these are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. Downton Abbey has never looked cooler. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but like, but you don't, but that's like a standalone whatever joke, like who cares about, but, but I try to have them make sense in society. And so I would talk about, you know, my I was working toward a bit about traveling and Bourdain and stuff like that because it, it wasn't just like here I can do Bourdain. So whatever it yeah. was, it was me thinking like, well, who am I um, inspired by? And yeah, who yeah. is out there for me? And so uh, and, and how I can bring that in, in, into my act and stuff. And so that's the thing is with 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 traveling and sort of accumulating my own stories, I stopped doing impressions. And then so the stuff that I did on the special is a little dated. Which I totally acknowledge, you know, because a year and a half goes by, oh, pop right, culture-wise, right. it was I, you know, I think it was right on the pulse of pop culture the day we At shot the, it, yes, right, and right, then right. for a month or two after. But then you think like, man, stuff just we are we are in a Snapchat, Instagram. Well, you society. can go back and tape another one. So that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying Sweet. to take what worked out of it. Oh yeah, and then use and then utilize it. Yeah. Yes, and yes. go back. That's and great. Try to get that school again, but that Wear guy's gonna same, get it for you. Wear the same clothes, brother. Yeah. Have the same beard. Have the same haircut. <laughs> yes. I gotta get to that weight again. I'm doing a documentary <laughs> calling should. calling rip, yeah calling called Groundhog Day, where I'm trying to live the same <laughs> yes. day again. We'll see yes. if it works. You should. That should be part of the. That special. should be That'd the special. Be well, I the did Groundhog you know, Day special. I went in and I talked to the kids. And I went back and we filmed all this extra stuff. Yeah, it was oh, so cool, awesome. dude. It was awesome, and that's they great. they're still running a great program. Um, it'd be there. great if you kept re- like the kids were like grown people now, you know, like uh, <laughs> you know, you keep going. They're doing back. their own stand-up you specials. Keep, well, yeah, you keep going back. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some interaction with you, kid. 
<laughs> we got to bring the same so, kids, and they all clearly have like like teenage mustaches now. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking now, uh, we're gonna ha- we're gonna do our prank call okay. uh, bit. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna um, call my friend Ryan, uh, and J- Jonathan's gonna talk as Vince Vaughn, and he's gonna. Right, Anthony. He's gonna. He's gonna talk as Vince Vaughn and convince him, and maybe, you know, have a have a hoot. Yeah, and <laughs> um, so you're gonna call him, and uh, I set it up like, uh, "Hey, I'm interviewing Vince Vaughn today. Um, he's gonna ask you questions about like what what it's like to be a regular person." So yeah, we're gonna. Um, Is that good with you? I'm gonna ask him what it's like to be a regular person. Sure. Um, if you want. No, no, no. What, yeah. what, sorry, I just misunderstood uh, yeah, what you yeah. said. Uh, like I'm doing an article about what it's like for, uh, you know, what regular life is like. Okay. For Vince Vaughn. Uh, no, for, for him. For him. For your buddy. Yeah. And how like, and how do I come into play? And you're just going to ask him questions about. So Vince Vaughn and, interviews people about what's like to be normal people? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty privileged place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like to be a peon? Yeah. <laughs> And then you can go off on whatever you want. What's the you, guy's name, Ryan? Yeah. You yeah, could you, call from prison. <laughs> well, I, I got one phone call, my man. <laughs> yeah, I, that'd be funny. He'll know it's a joke then. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll know. J- uh, may, uh, you could mention oh, it, though. You could mention so prison. And you're all right to, uh, to do Vince Vaughn, because I, yeah. I, know, I, know, I know you want to stay away from those little oppressions. No, 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 I don't mind him. I'm saying I just want them to have purpose. Right. Because I like, you know, I didn't want to be like, what if Vince Vaughn bought a Toyota? You don't want to do that. No, no, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so fine. we're gonna. So I'm here. Kathy's with you, gonna. Though, right? call, yeah. So Kathy's as calling. Yeah. Um. Did you have you always done impressions? No, I did them. I learned them for the Jamie Fox thing. Wow. Yeah. How I don't the know. hell did you do that, I don't man? No, I just was. I wanted the job so damn bad. But I mean, it takes a lifetime to be an impressionist. Not for you. I don't. You know what though? I think. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a skill. That a lot of people don't know maybe they have because they don't try it. Oh, my Lord. That's impressive. His name's Ryan. Am I here with you? I'm here with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up, my man? Is this Ryan? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, how are you, man? I, uh, hey, good. Good, good. Hey, good. Ryan, what's up? I'm, uh, it's, <laughs> hey, Maddie. Hey buddy, I'm uh, I'm uh, we're here. We're we're kind of doing this interview thing, and uh, Maddie was like, I should uh, give you a ring up and stuff like that. We're gonna answer some questions or whatever, my man. You got some time? Yeah, of course. Hi, uh, fantastic, buddy boy. How's everything in your life? You having a great time today? Uh, you having a great day? Yeah, I'm having. A, yeah, I'm at work having a great day. Oh my man, where do you work? Where are you working at right uh, now? I work at uh, Leslie Kahn Acting Studio. Oh, Leslie Kahn. I I've never met her, but I heard she's a lovely lady. I like your energy. I've seen a lot of the students and kind of stuff like that. I've I've worked with a ton of them actually. That that, that that's kind of how I know them. I don't really know her, yeah. but I, I know the energy. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. They bring. I I gotta tell you something right now. You talk to Leslie. You tell her that Vinny doesn't know her, but I but I like the the students that she puts out. I like the kind of the stuff that they bring to the table because we cast those guys all the time. The guys and the girls over there because we know we're gonna get a lot from them. Anyway, what do you do over there? What's what's kind of the, what's the situation you're caught up in over there? I'm just I'm. Uh... I uh, coach sometimes. I do all the appointments. I'm pretty much an administrative assistant. Administrative assistant. You like working there? How long have you been there? I've been there like 10 years. 10 years, my man. That's like a decade. Do they throw you a party? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's insane. They did throw you a party. 
Yeah, yeah, they did actually. They uh, talked to me uh, about that party. What went on? They they got me a, a cake and they got uh, they I, they sent me to a, a spa. They sent you to a spa. Wow, that's now that yeah, is they, a. They I me mean, a that is a great. I went to uh, to Joshua Tree for weekend. That is that is unbelievable. What was the cake like? I got to tell you something. If it was lemon cake, huh? I'm just not a fan. I don't like the lemon. Sorry. Can Hello. You hear, yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, I, did I lose you? Uh, no, no, no. I got you right there. Were you in an elevator? Uh, no, I just walked to the side of the building. I think I might have cut out. It's all right. I, I heard you. You got a spot. You got the massage. They got deep in there. They got deep yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, got, yeah they of got course deep they do. There, yeah. I like it when they go deep. Um, <laughs> so tell me. Uh, so talk to me about your life. Like, what's going on? Where are you from, my man? Uh, no, I mean, I'm just I'm 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 an actor trying to do the uh, the actor thing and. Uh, I found Leslie and, and I've kind of just, uh, been part of the community here for 10 years and, and just, uh, doing the, uh, I guess the actor hustle. I like that. You know, everybody got to have the actor hustle. I'm out here with Maddie right now. We're talking about, uh, you know, just sort of like just getting to know like real people. I, cause I feel like there's a lot of kind of BS that's out there, you know, with like on the, on the social media and stuff like that. But I like, to, I like to get to know the core of the person, you know, what I'm talking about. I, I was born in Minnesota, but I grew up in Chicago. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I'm saying I, I came out here a long time ago, but I started in Chicago cause those are salt of the earth people. You know what I'm talking about? They got dirt in the fingernails. You know what I'm talking about right there? <laughs> Well, Maddie, uh, as you know, like Maddie's one of the realest people that I've met actually in LA. Wait, sorry, my man, I can't hear you. Sounds like you just went into an aquarium. Uh, they got an aquarium there. Sounds like you're deep diving right there. You sound like you're in a fish tank right there, my man. I'm doing Aquaman. <laughs> are you a? Uh, are you in a windstorm? Man? Is there a windstorm over there? <laughs> Ryan, are you there? Oh, sorry. I think I lost you guys again. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I got news for you, though. I, I, I kind of figure what this next this is, part you're about oh. to say. <laughs> this is Jonathan Kite. He's yeah, a dude, very it's funny am- comedian. It's so good. Like, it's so <laughs> good. Like, it really was so good. And I Okay, I, how long how, how long did you did you think it was real? When well, did you think it was you know, not real? I, mean, I definitely <laughs> thought it was real when you texted me. <laughs> Anthony, stop. <laughs> when oh when oh it was a text. Well, you when you texted me, text? I was like, you 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 have so many weird things happen to you that I was like, yeah, of course Vince Vaughn will want to interview Maddie's friends. Um, and then I thought, and the voice was completely real, but it was so Vince Vaughn. Like it was so like it hit every Vince. You know, Vaughn-ism it's funny. That's that the thing like, when you because I've met Vince, and actually in life he's he's very chill. I mean, oh, really? yeah, well, that, if you talk, I met, I, well, I met yeah. Vince Vaughn one time and he was so like, he like, exactly. He was chill and you were doing so like, it was such a Vince Vaughn with the, Oh, I don't know if you know about me about Chicago, da da da. And I was like, I just don't, I don't like, this is so Vince Vaughn movie, Vince Vaughn. That's the thing was, so, most yeah, you're on have... a podcast right now. Oh, cool. What's up pod world? <laughs> what up? <laughs> 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 Thanks, uh, thanks for playing, man. I'm part man. of the Maddie, the Maddie Carter Ropal Army. <laughs> he is. I didn't know he had an army, but yeah, that's dude, cool. Hey, who are you? Uh, oh my God! I hope you guys keep doing this to people. We are, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, doing. Oh, thanks for doing it. I'm so happy you didn't get me to a point where I cried about being an actor. <laughs> oh wow, that's what <laughs> it's called. Breaking people with Maddie. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that is no good. Spirit. I love the first half of those podcasts, but the second <laughs> they get dark. Yeah. They get real dark. 
Thanks for okay, uh, I, having I, have uh, a good day, man. I love you, Maddie. Love Bye, you guys. too, buddy. Take care, bro. All right, see ya. Well, Jonathan, it, it's been real. It's been great. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for having me. Oh, oh, yeah, one last question. What advice would you have for uh, comedians that are starting out or actors? Uh, do something else. Do no, something. no. I think, <laughs> do something I think you have to figure out. The, the thing is, the biggest thing for me is that that when I was when I got to look at a little stuff out in in Chicago and kind of see that world and see it out here, you know, I think that the city is important that you know that you're in the right place because I know that there got people that are very New York, very Chicago, very you know, there's like Atlanta's really big right now, Nashville, you know, uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, Los Angeles, wherever it is. I think that you really you want it to be a good fit for you, and then I think you should try to find out what you think you do better than anybody else because I think that a lot of times people try to come out and be like I'll use the the Daniel Day-Lewis method where you do everything better than everybody else and it's like you don't and there's only one Daniel Day-Lewis or Meryl Streep or whoever you know right and so that there's that that you will take those skill set and and to build off to give yourself some direction now you could change it it's it's free you know you could change it anytime you want you don't have to stick with it but to at least get an idea of what you're shooting for instead of just sort of like wandering aimlessly and putting energy out into the world. Like there's right. a bunch of, you know, there's great, that's good for vibrations and stuff. But, you know, with stand-up, I think part of what we love about people is there's a clear point of view. Right. And yeah. Anybody that's great, no matter who it is, you know, it's like you, somebody like Joan Rivers, her point of view was so strong. She'd been doing it for over 40 years, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, and she thought she was, you know, not only was she lucky, but she worked her ass off. Um, and then got a new one. And then uh, she, you know, she really had that direction. And so I think that that's the biggest thing is to, like, to sort of really try to understand who you are and what you have to give. That's awesome. And I saw you spoke at SAG like several years ago yeah. uh, when you're, it, it was for two broke girls. But I think I remember you saying kind of the same thing. And it was a time in my life, it was right before things really started. It was maybe like six years ago, but I saw you spoke and it changed my life. Wow. So I thank you so thank much you. for um, inspiring me because you're you killing really, it right now. It's so funny. Yeah, I'll but, go see like a huge movie and I'll be like, oh my <laughs> Lord, there he is again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, huge so, movies. Well, j- uh, just from uh, meeting you today and everything, such a positive guy. Oh, I thanks, love man. that you keep your people around and you inspire people like Maddie. Uh, so thank you for putting good vibes in the world. Yeah, thank, you. thank you for yeah. having me. And, and thank you so much for uh, coming in and yeah. partying with us today. You're so thank nice. Thank you, gentlemen. Namaste. Er, Namaste. No mistakes. <laughs> no mistakes. No mistakes. No mistakes. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Peace. Keep, keep it real. All right, ladies and gents. We're doing our news now with the great wow man himself. Greg Buckman. Wow, I'm Greg Buckman. How is everybody today? Wow. Well, let's go into some news right now. Wow. Anyway, in Mississippi, there was a death of a duck named Bonnie that people used to go visit. Do you believe that? The duck died. It's such a sad story. They called it Bonnie because it used to uh, have all its feathers in a bun. But wow, Bonnie might have actually not been a male. It might have been a female, it turns out. And got into a fight, a dispute with another duck, a territorial thing, and got into a big fight. And they fought and fought, feathers all over the place. And, well, poor Bonnie, a male or a female, died. Mm. 
And Mallard the duck's upset, a couple other ducks, Chucky's upset, some geese are upset, and it's, wow, very sad story. That's one what part of the news. What town was that in again? Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, what, and, that, and that is unfortunate for the, for the neighborhood of Biloxi, Mississippi. What too. do you think about that, Greg? Well, well, they've had so many problems with ducks there. I mean, there's a ban on frog raw liver. Well, it says it's not healthy to eat. Mm. The reason it's not healthy is it turns out some of the ducks were alcoholics. Oh, God. Wow, true story. Wait, Mississippi, that... true story. They're drinking beer? Or... Al- they were alcoholics. What Biloxi, of... Mississippi. What kind of drinks? What were are they? you talking yeah. about? Alcohol. Their how livers they get, destroyed. How do they get? Uh, how do they get uh, their hands on on alcohol? Well, there's a lot of moonshine out there. It turns out. So the, the ducks, ducks were are drinking it. Out yes. of the moonshine, like they would go up and drink it out of the. Yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I shouldn't insane. show you. I have no tooth, so I practically can. Oh, maybe well, fit you in have there no right tooth. Now. Our newsman has no tooth. Do do say. Yeah, do tell. I, my tooth is. What's going on with your tooth? Well, I lost my tooth, but I luckily found it in the drain, and then I I can take it out if I want. I, no. But okay, but I have no tooth, so you know maybe I could fit in around there. Oh, come on. Now, well, I'm just joking. I'm joking about that. You're talking that. about the t- duck teeth, not the The human. duck teeth, yeah, the yeah, duck yeah. teeth. You're not talking wow. about the mis- the kind people at Biloxi, Mississippi. Yes. Some of them have dentists. Yes. And when I say some, I mean one. Well, but no, no, but implant is big what? business out there. I heard that. Yeah. They don't have good, uh, in the duck world, uh, in Biloxi, Mississippi, they do not have very good, or not even the duck in the people world. They have very bad hygiene, and so the the pegs, he says, are what what they do, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a really wow, kind of a messed up wow, wow story. Quack, wow. News, 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 news with Greg. Greg. News, 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 news with Greg. Greg. Wow, Greg Buckman. Wow, here with the uh, news. Well, how about this story? This really happened. A man pooped on a driver out of road rage. They were arguing so bad he decided to poop on him. Well, wow, true story. He had no control over his bowels. He said he was having a rough day, and he just he lost what, it on what, the other guy. It was an what argument. What do you think of that, Greg? Well, I'm not even sure what to think of that one. I mean, that news, was a mess. News, 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 news with, with Greg. Greg. News, 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 news with Greg. Wow, another news. A girl got an accidental Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays baseball tattoo on her neck, the emblem of the Toronto Blue Jays, and she's a Red Sox fan, and she's livid over it. She can't get it off her neck. It takes up her whole neck. What do you What do you think about that, Greg? Wow, that's another mess, isn't it? Wow. I mean, come on. How do you put a Toronto Blue Jays tattoo on someone's neck? A bird when she just asked for a news, tattoo news, of a bird. News, oh, news, news, wow, 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 wow. news, 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 news with Greg. Wow. News, 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 news with Greg. Oh, wow. Are we back to the duck? Wow, the death of a duck. How about Bonnie the duck died? He, uh, the name was Bonnie. Because uh, the duck used to like uh, put its uh, feathers in a bun, so she was named Bonnie. Well, I say she because it turns out the duck might have been a female, but was known as a male, and it didn't get along with a lot of the other ducks. It got in some fights over disputes, territorial fights, and uh, Mallard the duck's upset. The geese are all upset, and there's a big like protest against. A lot of people used to visit Bonnie the duck, but wow, was Bonnie a male or a female? We we don't know. What do you think of that, Greg? Um, well, I, I, I don't know. I think that's another big, big mess that um, it's going to be a big mystery. 
Maybe they should take a look. News, 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 news with Greg. Greg. News, news, news. Wow, news wow, with wow. Greg. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank that you so was much. our podcast. That's our podcast. Wow. And ending with Greg's news, news. Uh, thank you for Jonathan Kite. Thank you, thank Jake you. Davis. Thank you, Laugh Factory. Thank you, Greg Buckman. Wow, Greg Buckman. Tommy on the ones and Tommy's twos. Tommy's on the ones and twos. Calf. And. My We'd Kathy. like to thank Planet Earth for existing. And next time.